So today is the 16th of June, 2021. We've come together to chant and meditate to uh, cultivate our minds, to make our minds uh, better, uh, to improve them. And these minds, this uh, chitta, we can say it's an element of knowing, a knowing element that has, uh, we have delusion covering over these minds, ignorance covers over these minds, so that our minds proliferate here and there. And this can be proliferation of a meritorious type or of a demeritorious type, of which there is a lot. And whether meritorious or demeritorious, this proliferation is uh, mixed up with ignorance and delusion because there's this sense of self, of things belonging to the self, belonging to me and mine, you and yours. This is a cause for the knowing element, for the jitta, to be lost in the cycle of birth and death, of samsara. And so the energy of merit and the energy of demerit, this energy follows along uh, with the mind. It follows the mind, whatever we've built, whether good or bad. And so we do uh, merit or demerit, and then this has an energy that covers over the mind and follows the mind. We can call this karma. And the karma of meditation, of mental cultivation, this is a very positive, uh, meritorious karma, that of building parami. And building parami and merit, this makes the mind uh, joyful and uplifted and brings us to have success in the Dhamma. We can see whether one has uh, 10 baht, 500 baht, 1,000 baht, whatever the amount, then there's this impulse to, to give, uh, to be generous. And this is an important uh, quality in the mind. And this brings the mind to want to do goodness all the time. And the, we can say that this is a wealth of those who have faith, those who have uh, faith and belief in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. And we can ask, well, what is the value? What is the what could be a monetary value one could place on this quality of faith established in the mind. And even if it's a, a million or more uh, baht, then one cannot uh, place a value on this faith. We see that this faith is a, it's a type of merit or parami that we've built uh, from the past. And we have faith uh, to do goodness, to do generosity, to practice virtue, and to practice meditation, to practice the Dhamma. And this meditation, this Dhamma practice, it's something that's not easy. It's difficult to sit in meditation. It's difficult because the nature of the mind with delusion is uh, to be lost in the current of the world to be lost in liking or disliking. This is the nature of the mind with ignorance. And the mind without samadhi, without unification, just follows after the six uh, senses, the objects of the six senses, it follows after these moods and sense impressions. 
This uh, gives rise to the five hindrances, that which obstruct goodness or stop goodness in the mind. And uh, as goodness gets more and more, then the mind uh, gains the goodness of uh, peace, the goodness of collectedness. And so we have effort with dealing with the five hindrances, which obstruct and cover over these minds. So we have effort, we uh, fight with this uh, delusion and ignorance. And we keep uh, practicing to cultivate samadhi to make the mind peaceful, which is something that's hard to do. It's hard to do because we're used to proliferating all the time, proliferating about me and you, uh, mine and yours. But if we uh, practice and we keep practicing, we practice to see the drawbacks in birth, in old age, uh, sickness and death, and see that everything of the world simply arises and passes away. So we see the drawbacks of samsara. And we can see that this samsara occurs within a single day as well, uh, because Everything is constantly arising and passing, arising and passing all the time. So this is a cycle of birth and death that one can observe uh, in the present within the course of a single day. So we see the drawback in this. We see the mind that's uh, chaotic and disturbed, that has a uh, clinging and attachment. We see the drawbacks in this. We see that the mind in this state will get carried away with fear, with uh, hate or love, and uh, so on. And see that the mind is just like this. The mind is chaotic and worried. It can't even get to the point where the mind thinks so much that it can't sleep. So if we do our Dhamma practice, then we see the drawbacks in this chaotic mind. And as soon as we close our eyes to meditate, we'll see that the mind is hot and agitated all over, just thinking uh, here and there uh, with no peace at all. So we see the drawbacks in this, the mind that thinks without ceasing. It's a mind that's hot and on fire, that lacks uh, ease and wellness. So then we come to practice and establish our mind with our kamatana, our meditation objects. So we've studied uh, the script, scriptures and have seen that there's many methods uh, to bring the mind to peace, whether it's looking at the in and out breathing or using the mantra bhuto. And whatever the kamatana is, all the methods that the great teachers have taught, they're all for the sake of tranquility, for shamatha, whether it's budo or another meditation word, these are all methods to bring the mind to peace. So whatever method we choose, we use it to bring the mind to stillness, to put down the various moods and sense impressions and attachments. And this is very important. So when it's time to come sit in meditation, we put down all the things of the world, all the moods and sense impressions. We practice not to think of the past, not to proliferate about the future. And this is an important point. We just look at the breath coming in and the breath going out. And when we practice looking at the breath going in and out, and the mind is capable of realizing peace and stillness, 
of entering into samadhi. We see the breath come in, the breath go out, the breath come in, and the breath go out. And this is uh, samadhi, the mind that's firmly established. And this arises a little bit at a time, uh, bit by bit. This is something very important in our practice. Because the reason we have not yet understood the Dhamma is because the mind has lacked peacefulness. We can compare it to water that's not still. The water's not clear and one can't uh, see through it. So we establish our mindfulness with the in and out breathing and we use the Buddha mantra. And as the mind becomes peaceful, then Buddha uh, disappears by itself. There's only the breath left. And the mind becomes less and less interested in these external things. And the mind becomes more and more still. And it can feel like we're floating in the air, sitting in the middle of the air. And there feels like there's no body at all. It's all the various sense information of the external environment is no longer being known by the mind. One puts it all down. So this is stillness arising in meditation, samadhi arising in meditation. This gives rise to great fullness of heart, uh, rapture and happiness, uh, stillness and emptiness. We can call this uh, entering nature. And this applied thought, sustained thought, uh, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness arise. We can sit for an hour, an hour and a half, and up to two hours, and it feels like the time goes by quickly. Because when the mind is still, time feels like it passes quickly. This is the nature of the mind with samadhi. So this practice of samadhi, do this a lot. Do this to the point where you're proficient at it and you're skilled. And when the mind is, has samadhi, then the kilesas are controlled to a degree. There's no proliferation about me and you, mine and yours. And vipassana, clear seeing, can arise easily. One is able to contemplate impermanence and understand the dhamma. And in the beginning, we use this samadhi, we cultivate this samadhi to make it firm. And this is uh, a type of parami. So we do this practice, we train our minds in this way to make the mind uh, firm and stable. Because the mind is accustomed to proliferating all the time. So we need to practice uh, continuously and practice well every single day. We need to have patient endurance with the chaos and uh, thinking that the mind uh, engages in with all the, the worries and agitation that the mind may be used to. So we have effort in our practice and we have patient endurance. We try to cut off the moods and sense impressions that disturb the heart. And when one thinks in a wholesome way, one has the effort to know this. And when one thinks in an unwholesome way, then one has the effort to cut this off. One is firmly intent in this. And this brings the mind to have the energy of faith arise. And the mind becomes peaceful. In the beginning, one controls the mind 
and one has faith and one has effort, but one doesn't yet have samadhi. One just has a little bit of samadhi sometimes. And when the samadhi improves, faith in meditation arises by itself. We have uh, faith in goodness and merit, and one doesn't feel like one needs to control the mind anymore. This is something one can experience for oneself. One has uh, faith in the practice of generosity, the practice of virtue, whether the five precepts or the eight precepts, such as on the lunar observance days. And this is easy for one who has faith. And one adds on to this, uh, the practice of meditation, of samadhi. So one cultivates faith in the practice of samadhi, of meditation. We try to practice this uh, every day. And we can consider this, it's a duty, it's something that's part of our routine. It's a duty for us to sit in meditation and cultivate samadhi. And when we have samadhi, then this can help us in various tasks and work that we do throughout the day, uh, such as one who's a manager, uh, then samadhi is very useful in, in their work. And the samadhi can also help with our health and take care of diseases. But what's um, of most importance is samadhi for the sake of understanding the Dhamma. Because this samadhi, it gives the opportunity for wisdom to arise. In the beginning we have faith, which is uh, important. And we see that faith has a value that's uh, inestimable. It's a limitless value. We can see that some individuals lack faith in the practice of generosity and virtue, but one day this can simply change. They go from no faith to having faith. And one may lack faith in the practice of uh, sila and see that, and one may think that doing practicing sila is very difficult, but if one sees the drawbacks, of not having sila, then it, one becomes capable of having sila. One becomes firmly intent in this. And similarly with a mind that's chaotic and disturbed, and we wish to practice meditation to bring the mind to samadhi. In the beginning, the mind that isn't trained, one closes one's eyes and one has only had their eyes closed for just say two minutes. And then one opens one eyes, one's eyes again and sees that only two minutes have passed by, but one feels that it's been a very long time. So we see that the passage of time for one who is suffering and agitated, time passes very slowly. Just two minutes can feel like a very long time when one's meditated without peace in the mind. However, if one does have peace and samadhi in the mind, then one hour can feel like just five minutes. We can say this is a heavenly state. And similarly, when two minutes passes and it feels like it's been a very long time, this is hell in our own minds, a state of suffering, a mind that's agitated, uh, stressful, hot, and not at ease. And the heavenly state is a mind that 
has a pleasure and happiness, a happiness of generosity, uh, virtue and meditation. This is a mind that gives rise to coolness, gives rise to collectedness, uh, rapture, uh, fullness in the heart. And if we feel this fullness and happiness in the heart uh, from doing goodness, then we should recollect the goodness that we've done and recollect it often. And if we feel fullness in our heart from recollecting the Buddha, then we should recollect the Buddha very often as well to bring the mind to peace, to coolness, to true happiness. So when the mind is uh, peaceful and cool, then we see the importance of the sitting in meditation, the importance of cultivating our meditation object. Some people may think that uh, sitting in meditation like this, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. It's, they don't understand the value of it. And this is wrong view. And people who understand uh, more clearly see the, the value of meditation and know what the right amount is and have effort in it. And they train their minds in this way and do it continuously without stopping. So just as the great teachers have taught, uh, train the mind not to get lost in liking or disliking this is the path to peace. And we can have a firm belief and faith in this teaching that this is the way to practice the Dhamma, to train our minds uh, to be peaceful and collected, to be firm and stable. So may you practice bringing your minds to this firm stability and give rise to faith in meditation and when one's mind is uh, truly peaceful, then faith in the practice of meditation arises by itself. One doesn't need to control oneself anymore. One does walking meditation and sitting meditation. One gives rise to this effort just naturally. It happens of its own accord because one sees the drawbacks in the cycle of birth and death. Then one's motivated to build merit of all the various types. Uh, and one's motivated naturally uh, by virtue of this faith. One has fullness and happiness of heart uh, and rapture in the doing of uh, merit, doing of goodness. And the samadhi arises, this firm establishment of mind, which can control the kilesas. And when the samadhi is deep, then one's able to see the Dhamma clearly. And one should be careful to understand that this uh, peace and happiness of samadhi is not the seeing of dhamma itself. When the mind is full and happy and rapturous in dhamma practice, then sometimes various uh, experiences arise. So just know these uh, as they are. Contemplate according to truth. Contemplate anicca, dukkha, anatta. Uh, build one's parami and merit to make samadhi arise more and more easily, to give rise to peacefulness more and more, and see that the samadhi can be of great benefit and assistance in one's life, in one's activities. So throughout the day, one practices to have mindfulness in all four postures, of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, 
to recollect the meditation word Buddha continuously, to meditate a lot, to chant a lot. One can, rec- one can chant the recollection of the qualities of the Buddha, the Itipiso chant, 108 times. And one can chant this 108 times, uh, five rounds, up to 10 rounds in a day. And one chants without missing a day. When one does this continuously, without ceasing, and if one sits in samadhi at the same time every day, then one finds that it, it's easy to do and it's very good. We see that the mind's able to let go and one's proficient in bringing the mind to peace. But if we're not consistent in this way, then it's more difficult to bring the mind uh, to peace. But if we become more and more skilled, then the time it takes to bring the mind to peace becomes shorter. Rapture arises uh, more easily. So may you be intent in this practice and take advantage of this good opportunity that we find ourselves in. We've been born into a land that has the Buddhist dispensation. We can see that the Buddhist dispensation is well established in Thailand and the various uh, kings throughout Thai history up until the present have supported the Buddhist religion, the Buddha Sasana. By virtue of this faith in the Buddha Sasana, the Buddha Sasana has been protected and cared for and supported uh, by the kings and by the society. And this helps the Buddha Sasana to be long-lived and prosperous in all ways. This is the parami, the spiritual virtues of the kings uh, to do this, to give rise to happiness and prosperity in the nation. And for the monastics, the monastics have a very good opportunity uh, to practice, to attend to the monastic routine, and to do this in a way that's uh, stable and consistent, to practice uh, meditation to practice bringing the mind to samadhi. And one should practice uh, meditation at least uh, five or six hours a day and practice uh, sitting for long periods of time, such as sitting for one and a half hours or up to two hours, and to practice to be able to do this. And sometimes we'll sit maybe just for 30 minutes or one hour, but we should find at least Uh, sometimes or one time during the day to sit for two hours to practice overcoming Vedana, to overcome painful feelings that may arise. So this is a good opportunity to practice mental cultivation. So may you all be firmly intent in this practice.